Section number 68 of Junior Classics, Volume 4, Heroes and Heroines of Chivalry. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Laura Larson. Junior Classics, Volume 4, Heroes and Heroines of Chivalry, by William Patton. Don Quixote de la Mancha, Part 8 the adventure of the two armies retold by judge perry whilst they were riding on their way don quixote saw a large dense cloud of dust rolling towards them and turning to sancho said this is the day on which shall be shown the might of my arm and on which i am to do deeds which shall be written in the books of fame dost thou see the dust which arises there know then that it is caused by a mighty army composed of various and numberless nations that are marching this way if that be so replied sancho then must there be two armies for on this other side there is as great a dust don quixote turned round to behold it and seeing that it was so he was marvellous glad for he imagined that there were indeed two armies coming to fight each other in the midst of that spacious plain for at every hour and moment his fancy was full of battles enchantments and adventures such as are related in the books of knighthood and all his thoughts and wishes were turned towards such things as for the clouds he had seen they were raised by two large flocks of sheep which were being driven along the same road from two opposite sides and these by reason of the dust could not be seen until they came near don quixote was so much in earnest when he called them armies that sancho at once believed it asking what then shall we do good master what cried don quixote why favour and help those who are in distress and need thou must know sancho that this which comes on our front is led by the mighty emperor alefanfaron lord of the great island of trapobana this other which is marching at our back is the army of his foe the king of the garamantes pentapoline of the naked arm for he always goes into battle with his right arm bare but why do these two princes hate each other so much asked sancho they are enemies replied don quixote because alefanfaron is a furious pagan and is deeply in love with pentapoline's daughter who is a beautiful and gracious princess and a christian her father refuses to give her to the pagan king until he abandons Mohammed's false religion and becomes a convert to his own. By my beard, said Sancho, Pentapoline does right well, and I will help him all I can. Then thou wilt but do thy duty, said Don Quixote, for it is not necessary to be a dubbed knight to engage in battles such as these. Right, replied Sancho but where shall we stow this ass that we may be sure of finding him after the fight is over for i think it is not the custom to enter into battle mounted on such a beast that is true said don quixote but thou mayest safely leave it to chance whether he be lost or found for after this battle we shall have so many horses that even rosinante runs a risk of being changed for another and now let us withdraw to that hillock yonder that we may get a better view of both those great armies they did so and standing on the top of a hill gazed at the two great clouds of dust which the imagination of don quixote had turned into armies 
and then don quixote with all the eloquence he could muster described to sancho the names of the different knights in the two armies with their colours and devices and mottoes and the numbers of their squadrons and the countries and provinces from which they came but though sancho stood and listened in wonder he could see nothing as yet of knights or armies and at last he cried out where are all these grand knights my good master for myself i can see none of them but perhaps it is all enchantment as so many things have been how sayest thou so said don quixote dost thou not hear the horses neigh and the trumpets sound and the noise of the drums i hear nothing else said sancho but the great bleeding of sheep and so it was indeed for by this time the two flocks were approaching very near to them the fear thou art in said don quixote permits thee neither to see nor hear aright for one of the effects of fear is to disturb the senses and make things seem different from what they are if thou art afraid stand to one side and leave me to myself for i alone can give the victory to the side which i assist so saying he clapped spurs to rosinante and setting his lance in rest rode down the hillside like a thunderbolt sancho shouted after him as loud as he could return good sir don quixote return for verily all those you go to charge are but sheep and muttons return i say alas that ever i was born what madness is this look there are neither knights nor arms nor shields nor soldiers nor emperors but only sheep what is it you do wretch that i am for all this don quixote did not turn back but rode on shouting in a loud voice so ho knights ye that serve and fight under the banner of pentapoline of the naked arm follow me all of you ye shall see how easily i will revenge him on his enemy ale famfaron of trapobana with these words he dashed into the midst of the flock of sheep and began to spear them with as much courage and fury as if he were fighting his mortal enemies the shepherds that came with the flock cried to him to leave off but seeing their words had no effect they unloosed their slings and began to salute his head with stones as big as one's fist but don quixote made no account of their stones and galloping to and fro everywhere cried out where art thou proud ale famfaron where art thou come to me for i am but one knight alone who desires to prove my strength with thee man to man and make thee yield thy life for the wrong thou hast done to the valorous pentapoline at that instant a stone gave him such a blow that it buried two of his ribs in his body finding himself so ill-treated he thought for certain that he was killed or sorely wounded and recollecting his balsam he drew out his oil-pot and set it to his mouth to drink but before he could take as much as he wanted another stone struck him full on the hand broke the oil-pot into pieces and carried away with it three or four teeth out of his mouth and sorely crushed two fingers of his hand so badly was he wounded by these two blows that he now fell off his horse on to the ground the shepherds ran up and believing that they had killed him they collected their flocks in great haste and carrying away their dead muttons of which there were seven they went away without caring to inquire into things any further sancho was all this time standing on the hill looking at the mad pranks his master was performing and tearing his beard and cursing the hour when they had first met seeing however that he was fallen on the ground 
and the shepherds had gone away he came down the hill and went up to his master and found him in a very bad way although not quite insensible did i not tell you sir don quixote said sancho mournfully did i not tell you to come back for those you went to attack were not armies but sheep that thief of an enchanter my enemy can alter things and make men vanish away as he pleases know sancho that it is very easy for those kind of men to make us seem what they please and this malicious being who persecutes me envious of the glory that i was to reap from this battle hath changed the squadrons of the foe into flocks of sheep if thou dost not believe me sancho get on thine ass and follow them fair and softly and thou shalt see that when they have gone a little way off they will return to their original shapes and ceasing to be sheep become men as right and straight as i painted them to you at first at this moment the balsam that the don quixote had swallowed began to make him very sick and sancho panza ran off to search in his wallet for something that might cure him but when he found that his wallet was not upon his ass and remembered for the first time that it was left at the inn he was on the point of losing his wits he cursed himself anew and resolved in his heart to leave his master and return to his house even though he should lose his wages and the government of the promised island don quixote had now risen and with his left hand to his mouth that the rest of his teeth might not fall out with the other he took rosinante by the bridle and went up to where his squire stood leaning against his ass with his head in his hands looking the picture of misery don quixote seeing him look so miserable said to him learn sancho not to be so easily downcast for these storms that befall us are signs that the weather will soon be fair therefore thou shouldst not vex thyself about my misfortunes for sure thou dost not share in them how not replied sancho mayhap he they tossed in a blanket yesterday was not my father's son and the wallet which is missing to-day with all my chattels is not that my misfortune what is the wallet missing sancho said don quixote yes it is missing answered sancho in that case we have nothing to eat to-day said don quixote it would be so said sancho should the herbs of the field fail us which your worship says you know of and with which you have told me knights-errant must supply their wants nevertheless answered don quixote i would rather just now have a hunch of bread or a cottage loaf and a couple of pilchards heads than all the herbs that dioscorides has described but before thou mountest thine ass lend me here thy hand and see how many teeth are lacking on this right side of my upper jaw for there i feel the pain sancho put his fingers in and feeling about asked how many teeth did your worship have before on this side four replied don quixote besides the wisdom tooth all whole and sound mind well what you say sir answered sancho four say i if not five said don quixote for in all my life i never had tooth drawn from my mouth nor has any fallen out or been destroyed by decay well then in this lower part said sancho your worship has but two teeth and a half and in the upper neither a half nor any for all is as smooth as the palm of my hand unfortunate i exclaimed don quixote for i would rather they had deprived me of my arm as long as it were not my sword-arm 
know sancho that a mouth without teeth is like a mill without a grindstone and a tooth is more to be prized than a millstone but all this must we suffer who profess the stern rule of knights errant mount friend and lead the way for i will follow thee what pace thou pleasest End of section 68